0: happening, guys? You guys doing okay? It's uh, it's been a pretty crazy week uh, in our world, uh, hasn't it? Um, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, uh, it's been a, a really wild week. And and all week long, um, as I've been prepping for uh, this week, you know that we're in a series in Mark, uh, and so we were getting ready to uh, end Mark chapter four uh, for this particular uh, week. And so, but all week long, um, I, I felt like uh, Man, maybe that wasn't what we were supposed to be doing uh, this, this Sunday. And, but you know, just kind of trudging along, doing my thing uh, as, as you do, um, just do the next thing that's in front of you, uh, getting ready for Sunday. Um, yesterday, I was getting ready to finish up uh, this morning's talk, and, and I just felt like the Lord said, hey, Anthony, hey, push pause on, on Mark uh, for this week. And I said, okay, um, but what then? <laughs> Because I'm going to have to stand in front of a bunch of people, and uh, they're expecting me to say something. Uh, and so if you don't want me teaching Mark this, this week, then what do you want? Um, and, and so I, was, I, I try not to fight and argue with God too much. Um, that works out every once in a while. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I said, if, that, if that's what you want, then, then you've got to tell me what to do. Uh, and so uh, I, I just had this overwhelming sense that because there's a lot going on in the world right now, and um, because personally my heart is just torn up. Uh, and and what 's been going on um, uh, i 've been glued to the news uh, and i 've been glued to just prayer uh, through throughout the week uh, for the people of Ukraine and um, the people of russia uh, is, as well and And I feel like it would be somewhat disingenuous um, for for me uh, and for our body to just rush past uh, and and act like you know there 's not really anything going on uh, in in the world. And so I felt like um, the Lord just wanted me uh, to lead us to pray um, this morning uh, for uh, specifically for the people throughout Europe. Obviously, we know what's going on in Ukraine, and we know um, you know what's going on uh, with with Russia. Um, But I feel like the Lord just wants us to spend uh, this morning praying. I'm going to say a few things before we before we get into that. Um, But I just want to I want to lead into that. by just letting you know that um, we're stepping out of Mark uh, for this morning. so that we can specifically spend some time uh, in prayer. Um, If anybody has missed what's going on uh, in in the world uh, right now, and I don't say that lightly... Um, uh, and I don't say that mockingly because I know not everybody watches the news. Um, You just try to turn that stuff off, uh, and I know that not everybody checks social media um, all the time incessantly as well, so maybe you don't actually know uh, a a lot that's going on right now. If you don't know, um, Russia invaded Ukraine this week um, without uh, what most would say without any provocation, uh, and uh, it's been quite a mess. Um, It's caused quite a stir uh, in the world, not only in our own country, but in in Russia, and uh, Bulgaria, and Poland, and all all throughout Europe, it's caused a stir, but obviously it's hit uh, Ukraine in the most significant way, Uh, and so it's made a mess for the men, women, and children who live in that land. Um, The country's being uh, destroyed, Um, the lives of men, women, and children um, are being lost, Who knows what the rate is uh, when it comes to the news sources that come in and what what is actually getting reported? Um, But we know that there's loss of life. And anytime there's a loss of life, that's hard um, to kind of take in. Uh, And because of that, um, my heart has been uh, quite a mess this week. And uh, I've been troubled and I've I've felt pretty heavy uh, about what's going on, and partly because I've felt somewhat helpless. Uh, to, you ever feel like that? You just feel like, man, there's stuff going on, uh, but I don't know how to, I just feel helpless. I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, uh, for us, like we're here uh, and they're there, you know, 5,300 plus miles away. Uh, So how do you help uh, when somebody is so far away? What can you do? Uh, I'm not actively in the fight. You're not actively in the fight. And so how do we come alongside and help people when they're so far away? And yesterday, just two questions just were circling around in, in my mind. Um, why should we even care about what's going on in Ukraine, right? Like, we live in America. Why should we care about what's going on in Ukraine? Because um, we could look at it and we could say, gosh, I mean, that, that's really hard. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough deal. Um, it, it's, it, it's significant for them. It's terrible. But that's not my fight, um, I've got my own issues going on. I've got my own family to deal with. I, I've got my own country and our stuff to deal with. So why should we even care about what's going on uh, in Ukraine? And then the second thought that, that I came that came uh, the swirling around in my mind is like, if we care, or if you know we're burdened by it, what do you do? Like, how, how do you how do you deal with something that that's so far away? And for you guys who are you know who are sitting here right now thinking, man, I didn't tr- I didn't come here to listen to the news. I didn't come here to, to listen to you know, a, um, a woke pastor or a, um, a, you know, to, to figure out what's going on. I, I could have turned the news on at home. I, I didn't get up uh, for this. I, I want you to know um, this, is, this is not political. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not dealing with politics right now by any stretch of the imagination. Um, whether your news source comes from CNN or your news source comes from Fox um, or if it comes from NBC or MSNBC, whatever, whatever you choose to watch, like th- that's on you. Right? Like, uh, like, I've obviously got my preferences, and you probably have your preferences too, but that's on you and the people who live in your house, like to kind of come to the same uh, page on, on that sort of thing. So this is not uh, political by any stretch of the imagination. From my perspective, when we're thinking about current world events, we have to ask ourselves two questions. What might God be up to and what's going on in the world? Like, what might God be doing, and how does he want me to be involved? Or how can I, I, I be involved in that? And so let me say this. God is always consistent in who he is, okay? He never changes. He's always consistent in who he is. And that means he is always good. He is always glorious. He always cares about the creation that he has made. He always cares about individuals. And he always cares about all of his creation that he has created. And he alone, not him plus somebody else, not him plus some other leader, He alone is sovereignly in control of all things, whether kings rise or whether they fall, whether nations rise and whether they fall. He is always sovereignly holding all things together. So God is consistent in who he is, but he's also called us to consistently be engaged in the world that he's created. Um, A consistent God calls us to be consistent in the world that he's created, to be in the world, but not of the world. To be dispensers of his love and grace and compassion and mercy to those around us. He is consistently good, caring for his creation, and he consistently calls us to be engaged in the world. And so from my perspective, we are citizens of America, right? That, that, that's who we are. But we're also global citizens of, of this world. And as believers in Christ, we're citizens of his kingdom, And his kingdom is much larger and much bigger than just simply being American or to be any uh, any other nationality. His kingdom is bigger than any other nation of the world. And the kingdom of God causes us to think differently than simple political ambitions and causes us to think differently in this world and causes us to think kingdom-minded scale versus just our own national scale. And the kingdom-mindedness of a believer in Christ is birthed out of compassion and love and care and humility and service and definitely desperate dependence on Jesus and everything that we ever encounter. Okay, so when we're talking this morning, like there's a tension, but I want you to know, like we're not talking, like we're not doing politics from the stage at our church. Um, That's just not what we're doing. We're doing big C church stuff here. We're doing global church kind of things, and this matters because we're learning to let God's heart for his people and God's heart for his world to begin to disciple our own hearts. There are people whom God loves who are impacted by what's going on in the world that he's created, and we can't not let that affect us on some level. Even though we're 5,300 miles away, it has, to, it has to affect us. And so what we're doing as a, as a little seed church in the big sea church this morning is that we are letting God disciple our own hearts but we're also understanding that we have a discipling role as well, not just to let him disciple our hearts, but as we come alongside of others, we disciple them in this as well. We've been watching the news a ton. Like I've sat on the couch, I've stood like right next to the TV, I've been sitting and I've been watching what's going on, and I've noticed that my kids are sitting there and they're watching every single bit of it with me. Um, and, and to some degree, you're like, why are you letting your kids watch the news? Why, why are you letting them watch? Because they live in this world and they know what's going on, and uh, I sat there, and I felt this pressure as I'm watching my kids, and I thought, oh, oh man, like I, I need to help my kids um, figure out how to process this. I'm trying to figure out how to process it for myself, but how do we help our kids come along and, and process this as well, and how do we help them see this um, biblically, and how do they think biblically about what's going on, and I thought, man, I've got a job to do. I, I've got to disciple my kids, and if you've got kids, you've got to figure out, how do I disciple my kids through things that aren't easy as well, and to help them see the sovereignty of God in the midst of good and evil and war? Where does God show up in this? How does God show up in this kind of stuff? And to teach them, in the midst of all of it, to pray about what's going on. And so if you've got children, that's, that's what we've got to do. We've got to, we've got to disciple them. We've got to think about how to walk them through tough stuff like this, and not to act like it's not there and things aren't going on in our world. And so um, yesterday, I was like, okay, God, if, if we're, we're not talking about Mark, you gotta, you got to give, um, you know, give me some scripture. Like, if you want me to talk about this, you want me to pray about this, what, circle something in my mind. And, and so my heart kind of kept going to Romans um, chapter 12, verse 15. If you've memorized scripture um, at any time at all, you, you know that what Paul was saying um, here to the body of Christ is that he was saying, hey, rejoice with those who rejoice, And mourn with those who mourn. And it's easy for us to rejoice with those who rejoice most of the time when we can get our pride out of the way. Right? It's easy easy for us to rejoice in in happy times. It's much more difficult to mourn with those who mourn because that gets messy. We don't know how to walk alongside of people. And that, that mourning with those who mourn there, it's not just mourning with those who are inside our house or inside our own little circles or inside our own little community. As global citizens and as citizens of the kingdom of God, um, we are to embrace um, those who are mourning in all circumstances, to embrace those who are mourning loss, who are, who are loss of family, loss of freedom, loss of homes, loss of children, loss of parents, loss of grandparents. We're, we're to come alongside and to mourn with those, uh, even in other countries who are experiencing trauma in ways that we can never even uh, imagine. And even though U- Ukraine and other countries are thousands of miles away, we have the ability to pray for and to intercede for the over 44 million people who live in Ukraine uh, right now. And, in, and here's the thing: like in our um, technological age that we live in, like we're able to see what's going on in a world that we can't physically be in, or in a nation that we can't physically be in. We're able to hear stories. Uh, of heroics, and we're able to hear stories of the church rising up and and saying, we're not leaving, we're going to stay here, and we're going to walk alongside of broken people, and to show them how to take the next step. Like, we get to hear, like, years ago, we, we, we got to hear stories of what was going on, but you didn't see it. And now we're able to see the hurt and the brokenness, and, help, and that helps us come along side of, side of people in this. Um, I was eating um, some cereal this morning, uh, sitting at the island before I, came into the, uh, for, into I, before I came into the building, and I was just scrolling, you know, you just, just kind of doing your thing, and, and, I came, and I came across this quote uh, that Jennifer Moser actually posted, so Eric's wife, uh, and I was, I just loved it. I said, this, this, this is it right here, um, and this is from Corey Ten Boom, and if you know Cory Ten Boom, she walked through her share of hard times, right? And she said, the wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something and enter God's realm where everything is possible. I'm far away, but what do I do? We leave a realm where there doesn't seem to be possible and we enter into the realm where everything's possible. He specializes in the impossible. Nothing is too great for his almighty power. Nothing is too small for his love. I just love that quote. And so we're able to come alongside of those and mourn with those who, who mourn. But, so, but I also thought about when Jesus shows up in, in the temple and uh, people are like, there are money changers inside the temple and they're ripping off. Um, foreigners who were coming into the temple to, to make sacrifices and to, to connect with God. And Jesus shows up in the temple, man, and he is irate. You remember the story? Jesus shows up and he just, he flips the tables and you get to see this righteous anger and, and, and dignity that, that comes out of Jesus because of what's going on in his house, in his father's house. And we hear Jesus say these words, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. Now, obviously, um, jesus wasn't speaking into this context that we're talking into right now but he clues us in on one of the key motivations of gathering together in the in the house of god when believers gather together in the house of of the lord there is a sense of we are to pray together we are to be bound together in in prayer when we gather together as believers we pray for strength, we pray for guidance, we pray against sin, we pray for one another, and we certainly pray and uh, petition for those who are walking through some really significant things whose well-being um, is, is kind of on the line. The last passage um, that came to my mind was, was Matthew chapter 25, and if you know how Matthew lays out his gospel, there's a, a sense that it, it gets heavier and heavier as the gospel gets laid out, and you get to chapter 24, and you're uh, in the Olivet Discourse, and you get to 25, and we're, we're talking about the end. We're talking about judgment at, at this point, and what's it going to look like on the day of judgment. And uh, and in this little conversation, uh, Jesus is talking with those that are around him, and he shows that there's a significance about caring for people around you. and And, it, and, it's, so much, and it's so significant that it shows up in this time of judgment at the end. And this is a bit of a paraphrase of Matthew 25, 37 through 40. But we have it up here on the wall. He says, um, I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was sick and you cared for me. I was a foreigner and you welcomed me in. And, and the people who are around him said, when did we do that stuff? He says, when you did it to the least of these, you, you did it to me. When you showed up and you had love for somebody. You showed up and you had compassion on somebody, when you showed up and you cared and you mourned with those who mourned and you rejoiced with those who rejoiced, when you showed up and you gave somebody a coat who didn't have a coat, like you were something, you were being the hands and feet of Jesus, you were serving me when you were coming alongside and serving others. That's a significant passage. And we, we know that weeks like this week um, are difficult and they cause us to uh, think and, and long for um, not just this world, but for the, the world. Um, to come. A world that we read about in Revelation that is without war, that's without death, and that's without evil. Um, but we know that that's not the day that we're living in right now. Um, we know that when Jesus returns, that's going to be the reality. But God's word says in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4, he says, this is what we have to look forward to. That one day they're going to beat their swords into the plowshares, and their spears are going to be turned into pruning hooks. Nation's not going to take up sword against nation, neither shall they train for any more war, or train for war anymore. But until we reach that day, we trust with utmost confidence that God is on the throne, that he's sovereignly in control of things, that he holds um, the future in his hands. Like he, he's, like I was singing to, to my, um, my, my youngest daughter last night, I was singing like, he's got the whole world in his hands. You remember that song? He's got the whole world. And and I was just like walking through. And I was just like, I just kept going through countries in my head. Like, he's got Ukraine, and he's got Romania, and he's got Bulgaria, and he's got Poland. And I just, like, going, he's got Russia. And I just kept going through this. With I just sing, like, he's still in control of raising leaders and lowering leaders. Raising nations, and he's not lost control or lost sight of what's going on, even though, like, we can sometimes enter into this place. I mean, I'm just afraid of what's, what's happening. And we start running down the road. He's not lost control. He's still sovereignly in control. And so when we're thinking biblically about how to engage the world around us, and we start to pray, we remember these three things. God is sovereignly in control. He is the creator of all things, and he's the sustainer of all things. He elevates leaders. He lowers leaders. Uh, It says in the Proverbs that uh, kings are like water in his hand. Like he's able to to, to, to bring about the heart of a leader like streams in, or like water in streams, like he can move it however he wants to, and that God will bring glory out of every scenario, even if we can't see how he's going to do it. Scripture tells us that he's going to work all things together for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. He's still in control even when we can't see it. And so I don't know like where your heart is on, on, on praying for other countries or praying for other people or leading your families into this, um, or if that's just not a, I'll just be honest with you, like this is not something that I do regularly. Like I pray, but just sitting down and, and pleading on, on behalf of nations and pleading on behalf of leaders, it's a deficient part of, of my own prayer life. And, and so even thinking yesterday of like, God, this is where you wanna take us. Like, okay, um, you lead the way, because you know where I, where, where I am weak in this area. And so here, here's what I want to do right now. Um, I want us to start praying um, for what's going on around the world. And uh, if you're new, and this is the first time that you've walked in the Riverview, welcome um, to Riverview. <clears throat> um, we pray, and we are engaged in the world that God has created um, this is a bit of a different kind of a morning uh, for us. Uh, you come back next week, I think we'll be in Mark chapter 4. Um, but this week, like, we're, we're going to pray, and um, I want you to be able to pray at your own level of comfort, and so I'm not going like, to group you up and, and that sort of thing, um, but what I want us to do, like, if you're, if you're here with family or friends, um, if you want to, you can just kind of group up and pray. Um, if you're here as an individual, don't feel like you've got to jump into another group or, or anything like that, uh, unless you want to. Um, I want to invite you to pray at your own comfort level. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to throw up a, a few um, uh, different areas um, to uh, pray about. Because this is the thing, too. Like, sometimes like we're so overwhelmed, we don't even know where to start, Like what to pray for and how to pray. Um, and so I, I'll just be honest. Like These, these are prayers um, that came from uh, the Family Discipleship Podcast. of like How, how do we uh, begin to, to, to teach our kids and our families how to walk through hard kind of things and, and what to pray for? Um, and so if you're interested in it, I can shoot the link later, um, but we're going to have them up here on the screen and, uh, I'll just, I'll read it. Uh, and then we're going to pray for that for a couple minutes and then we'll read the next thing and then we'll pray, uh, again, um, uh, just uh, expecting Jesus is going to do something with this in, in your heart and in our hearts as a community of faith. And so, um, let's throw the, the first one up here. So we're going to pray for strength for uh, the hurt and the scared. Now, obviously, um, in around the world, but specifically in Ukraine right now, there's a lot of this that's going on. So Heavenly Father, remind our neighbors in Ukraine of your strength. Defend them and have mercy on them. For those who do not know you, please preserve their lives and save their lives. We remember that you told those who know you to fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10, be our strength and theirs. Amen. And so I just want to invite you to pray for those um, who are being affected by what's going on in our world right now um, that are hurt and scared. Father, there are men, women, and children who are being significantly affected um, by what's going on, whether somebody has lost a loved one or just terrified because there are bombs blowing up in the streets. I've seen the face of those who run in fear and look look for their family. I've been there. Father, we lift these little ones and these moms and dads and these grandmas and grandpas to you. and We intercede on their behalf. Father, where it just seems irrational not to fear, we pray that you would give them the ability to be strong and courageous and to know that you are near. I'm going to trust it in Jesus' name. We pray for peace. You told us that the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts you in Isaiah. We ask you to bring peace of mind and peace of spirit to our neighbors in Ukraine. You also ask us if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. This is actually a, a verse that's been resonating in my mind over the past few weeks. As far as it depends on you, live at peace among men. And We see it pop up here. Um, we ask you to bring peace between Russia and Ukraine. And in the hostility. Please help our family be peacemakers in our home and in our neighborhood, and please bring peacemakers into the conflict in Ukraine for the glory of your name. Amen. Let's pray for peace. Jesus you are the Prince of Peace you're able to bring peace in scenarios that just doesn't seem to make sense you're able to raise up peacemakers and you're able to level the playing field you're able to um, uh, to bring in a a level of calmness and serenity you're able to bring in um, what only you can do Uh, you are peace and where you go peace is possible and so we pray for peace amongst russia and ukraine and the unsettling that's happening in our world right now We know that ultimate peace is going to come when your son jesus comes back but right now um, we pray um, we pray that peace can happen um, in our world we pray in jesus name Amen. pray for trust in god's plan we know that all things work together for good for those who are called according to your purpose we know that you are always good and you're always in charge we pray Your good plan would include mercy for the Ukrainian people. You told Habakkuk to to look among the nations and see, wonder, and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. We don't know why this is happening, but we confess that we trust you. Lord, have mercy. Amen. We believe that he's in control, and so let's pray for an understanding of his sovereignty, even when it doesn't make sense for us. Father, you're doing things behind the scenes in the spiritual realm that we can't see. You're in complete control. Help us to trust you in it. Pray for God to be exalted among the nations. We ask that you would use the conflict in Ukraine to bring glory to your name and have, don't doubt, like God will be glorified. We will bow in knee now. We will bow in thee later. He will be glorified in what's going on even when it doesn't look like it. Help us to remember you are the King of kings. You tell us to be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Please be exalted even in this discord. Jesus called us the light of the world. Jesus called us the light of this world. Right now we see darkness in these events. Please help us to be your light to our friends here and abroad for the glory of your name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we're reading stories and we're hearing stories coming out of Ukraine where churches are still gathering underground and churches are coming alongside of of men and women and kids who have been impacted. And your name is being glorified. You're not being lost in the shuffle of all this. So we pray that your people will continue to be a city on a hill, a light that can't be darkened. Father, I pray um, that our body here even in conversations and in context where there's darkness that, Lord, that we would be a light that shines bright for you and that points people to the glory, the glory of your kingdom and your throne. Father, we want to point people to Jesus. Show us how and let us not get lost in the shuffle too. You are sovereign over all. In Jesus' name. Pray for the Russian military. This might be hard for you. This might be difficult. But I want to invite you into it. Your son, Jesus Christ, asked to, to love all, e- even our enemies. He told us to pray for those who mistreat us. We ask that you would help the soldiers and the commanders involved in this conflict to come to their senses. Help them see the humanity of their opposition and the value of your image and the dignity of their neighbors. For the glory of your name. Amen. Just pray for those who would be considered enemies, whether abroad or even close by. Father, we pray for world leaders and dictators and those we would perceive to be enemies of the cross. Father, to be softened by the truth of the gospel. We pray where there's been enmity and strife that you would bring healing and hope. We pray that the blood of Jesus would change the heart and lives of people who have seemed so far and so distant from you. feels like we pray against all hope that something like that could be possible in a scenario like this God but we pray for the enemies uh, of of the of peace and we pray for enemies of the cross and to enemies of um, your will we pray father for your softening and for your leading and for your wooing them to the throne the grace that we've received and the mercy that we've received is available to those who have walked in staunchness and in evil And you're able to soften the hardest of hearts. And so we pray for Russia and leadership. We pray for um, those who have hurt and who have brought pain. We pray for them to be led to your throne. In Jesus' name. And the last one here is we want to pray against evil. We know that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul said in Ephesians 6, talking about spiritual armor, getting ready how to use that, and we see evil and the work of your enemy where we see human lives not valued we know that you are not afraid we know that you cannot be defeated we pray that you would overcome evil in this conflict as your son as your son Jesus has overcome evil and death for all who trust in him let's pray and push back that evil with the spiritual forces of God at work invite our worship team back up and we're going to pray for our leaders as they, as they come back to the stage and lead us in a song please give insight and discernment to our leaders help them make decisions that will bring peace you say that if any of you lacks wisdom let him let him without ask let him without wisdom there ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him James 1 5 we pray that They would turn to you for wisdom and that you would be gracious and give it to them. Father, we pray for our leaders um, who are having to make fast decisions, hard decisions. We pray for wisdom. Um, We pray for not just worldly wisdom. We pray for wisdom that comes from you, God. I pray that our leaders would seek your face. And for those who haven't sought your face, I pray that they would bow their knee to you and look for wisdom that, that is immeasurable. Father, you say for anybody who lacks wisdom to ask for it. And I pray that uh, the leaders that we have in place who who feel like they've got it all figured out, God, would be humble enough to say, I need help in this. I need divine help. I need help from above to lead and to lead well. So we pray for our leaders. We pray for the Ukrainian leaders. We pray uh, even for for the leaders of Russia, Father, that they would seek wisdom from above on the next steps. That They would seek wisdom from on high, that you would lead into a place of, of peace. Pray in Jesus' name.